What up, world? It's your boy V, and this is the My Brother and Me podcast. I got my co-host on the other side. What up, man? What up, what up, world? You know how we do, man. We back at it again. Season two. We've been, it's just been an amazing season two, man. Um, we've been knocking it out the park, man, from the great comments that we have, um, as well as just the the things that we've been doing, man. And, uh, you know, uh, sponsorships are knocking on the door. So let's just, just, let's just pray, you know, continue that we can be able to keep pushing forward, man, with a, with a good, um, you know, good, good pod today and, you know, push forward, uh, for the future. That's right. Let's get it done. All right. So. Today, we are talking about a number of things, as we always are, but we're going to start on the more political side of sports um, in the WNBA. Players have made the conscious effort to walk off the court during the national anthem. They've also, and more important, light have... Uh, made sure to honor Breonna Taylor during their games. Uh, one, by wearing her name on the back of their jerseys. How are you feeling about all this? Oh, uh, man, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling WNBA is always the, ahead of everybody else, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and again, you're probably going to you know make that face when I say this, but if you really want to be honest, man, they're the XFL of sports right now. And what I mean by that is if you look at the XFL back in the old, um, you know, the first coming of the XFL, um, they started off with the camera angles that they had. Um, they started off with um, a lot of different things that the NFL wasn't doing, but they were doing first. Um, so what I mean by that is the WNBA is, is the trendsetter, um, you know, where people are going to see what they're doing and want to duplicate that for the, um, you know, I respect even more, man, the WNBA for, um, letting their players walk off the court, you know, during the national anthem, uh, being able to put Breonna Taylor's name on back of their jerseys um, and having a voice for uh, those women, man. I think that that's the huge part, having a voice. Um, we could all be in a situation where we don't have a voice and we keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, we just get away from the the main purpose. And, you know, that was actually, you know, kind of sort of of what the um, cat protest was. Uh, it was the same thing, man. Uh, we're in a situation where people were, um, you know, kind of saying that the protest was this and the protest was that, and it wasn't. Uh, so to be able to have that, man, it's a it's a blessing. Uh, and I think, you know, with them doing the things that they're doing, I think it's going to allow that movement to keep pushing forward um, for women to be treated as equals as well as sports to be treated as equals and being paid as equals as well. Wow. Yeah, you get some uh, good points there. Now, I wonder, within all of that, I mean, we all know that the WNBA has a very tight fan base. Um, they've been fighting and advocating for higher pay to, um, to their athletes. And, you know, I, I just wonder if, if that's any type of reason for them to be maybe less afraid to voice their opinions, um, or maybe more of a push to, to, to voice their opinions. You know, it's, it's, as they say, uh, money talks, but it also can silence you too, you know, and you get to these big organizations like the NFL or, you know, in some ways that the MLB or uh, NBA, and 
these players sometimes are afraid to speak their minds. Um, but, you know, as we transition from there, you know, there are some uh, NBA players like LeBron James or Tobias Harris. Um, you know, we've heard Kyrie Irving speak about it a few times. Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out, um, again, I know we don't talk about it a lot, but shout out to Kyrie Irving, man. And, uh, you know, for him putting up $1.5 million up for uh, all the women that have, um, you know, said that they weren't going to play, um, you know, and making a fund for there. Again, we don't know any other athletes that has matched him or, you know, added to it. Uh, but we just want to shout out him, man, just for, again, being that, that leader, that example, um, you know, and going from there. Um, I think, you know, it's huge, man, to have big names like LeBron James doing it, man. Um, you know, again, don't get me wrong, Tobias Harris is a, is a great guy, is a great individual, a good athlete, a all-around guy. Uh, but overall, I think with having um, a big name like a LeBron James, a big name, um, you know, like Kyrie Irving, I think that allows that allows those um, those messages to be pumped a little bit more. And why is that? Because more people are listening um, to those athletes rather than, you know, athletes like a Tobias Harris or, you know, Jeremy Grant, other athletes like that. So when those profile names like a, a Chris Paul, a Carmelo Anthony, a, um, you know, Dwayne Wade, when all those names can be able to, you know, stand up, I think that allows the message to be heard. And the message won't be heard unless we all can speak up. But overall, man, wrapping it up, like, how do you feel, you know, with, with those big name athletes, you know, kind of pushing forward with the message? I think it's, it's necessary. It is. And they got to keep doing it, you know, because that's the only way they're going to be heard. Uh, unfortunately, you know, most people's regular civilian voices are hard to be heard. Uh, but when you put these big athletes on the spotlight and they use their voice and their platform, to, you know, to provide insight to thing to other things outside of sports, it opens the door in the conversation, you know, because a lot of people, it's a crazy, you know, culture we live in, but a lot of people um, don't start listening until they do hear a celebrity talk about things. And then they're like, oh, wow, well, it must mean something if these celebrities care about it. You know, a lot of people tend to relate having money with, caring about things that are important and when you know your problems when you don't have money are just too big for for you to think about other things you know i think that's huge man i think you know the more and more we can have voices on man we we're in the process of you know bringing on a couple guests you know uh, that played overseas as well as you know a couple guests that you know played in the WBA that we can be able to get their mindset man just on you know how they feel about this situation as as let alone um, how they feel about athletes that are not saying anything. Because at the end of the day, I, to me, I feel like when you don't say anything, I think that's a, a slap in the face of you agreeing with this is okay. Um, you know, and that might not be how more, you know, individuals feel, you know, in that situation. But I know for me, that's how I feel. And that's the reason why we want to push forward this agenda, um, you know, that women's sports can be equal. You know, we talk about the difference in pay. I mean, the WNBA just made it to where athletes were getting millions. Um, you know, they were in a, you know, 900,000, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, athletes weren't even getting paid uh, a vet minimum of over a hundred, a hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, that, that that's huge, man. Cause you, they still got to pay their, their agents. They still got to pay all these other things and babysitting and doing all this, taking care of the households. That's mm -hmm. a lot of money, especially some of these players that are standing in New York, 
some of these players right. stand in Chicago. I mean, the list goes on how expensive these players are, you know, having to, right. to spend. So, I mean, it's a, it, I don't know, man. I just, I'm glad we have this podcast to be able to talk about these issues because I don't think a lot of people talk about these issues, not just with the, you know, the Black Lives Matter situation, but, um, you know, we're talking about just equality all around. Right. Um, so we're going to our next topic, man. Before we go into our top 10, we're going to talk about the snubs for the top 100 at, um, mm-hmm. NFL athletes. Um, you know, we've had a, a couple of discussions in our group, group chats. Um, you know, so let's talk about, again, who is your number one snub? Or if you got a few, you know, a couple snubs that you got uh, for your top 100. Oh, I have to go with A.J. Brown. The wide receiver uh, from the Tennessee Titans, and I was I was surprised one because um, you know I'm a big big fan of AJ Brown. He's a baller man, baller at Ole Miss, right alongside DK Metcalf. And this is no shade at DK because I also predicted him to have a great season this year. Uh, I feel I like it was did. a it was a B. It was double but you know we're not gonna i, I, uh, I give you know. them you know it, it's like a, a b plus a minus type no 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 thing, i'm right? saying we 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 both said that it wasn't just you but we're oh, gonna uh, we're gonna, we're gonna digress yeah. for a different day but, you sure, know just sure, yeah. a different day different day yeah. whatever you know <laughs> we both said it but you know dk also he had a great season um you know for rookies but if we're really looking at the numbers aj brown had a better season than dk he had on less receptions, he had more yards and more touchdowns. And, um, you know, overall, if we're just looking at the style of play and impact, uh, I mean, you know, A.J. Brown is nice, and I think he deserved to be somewhere on that top 100 list, you know. And, and that, like I said, doesn't take anything from D.K. If D.K. makes that list, I think you got to have A.J. Brown on there. I mean, I think that's a, a huge, you know, kind of point, man. I think – did DK deserve to make it? Yes. Uh, but you also got to look at his stats. His stats didn't start coming about to the second half of the season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when we have other people like A.J. Brown, I think one of the people um, that had more of an impact. So I'm not saying regards to stats, but I'm saying more of an impact right. on their team. I believe it was Hollywood Brown. Um, why do I say that? Because if you look at uh, Lamar Jackson, with him being able to, you know, scramble, he always had, you know, Marquise, you know, deep. Uh, don't get me wrong, his stats of 577, um, you know, in, uh, with seven TVDs, but he only had 14 games that he started or that he only was able to play. Um, you know, and that's huge because, again, imagine if he was on the field the whole time like a DK was or uh, like an AJ was. Do you think his stats would have been up? Yeah, I do. Um, but one of the, the, the snub, my, my biggest snubs to me uh, was Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon was a huge snub. I think, you know, I think he could have been up there with maybe 100, you know, if you're going to do 98, uh, right next to uh, Chris Carson as well. Um, I believe the offense was surrounded by Joe Mixon. Um, But when you're having eight or nine in the box, there's only so much you can do. Um, You know, with the quarterback play, where it was going right there, the new cowboy, you know, Andy Dalton himself, you know, it it just – hands down, didn't work out. But for them to be able to have a great back like that, I think he had a great impact on that offense. I think if they would have more people that surrounded him, I think that offense could have been a lot further than what it was. Uh, but again, my, my, my pick would be Joe Mixon, man. Definitely, okay. definitely, definitely. Okay. So now let's get to the, the – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Now, I was just gonna say, you know, there was a couple other snubs out there, um, but we'll 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 take a look at that uh, later down the line, you know. But uh, I know that this list is really based off of popularity in a mm-hmm. way. You know, and you can see that with DJ Metcalf. I'm just throwing that out yeah. there. DJ. Throwing that out yeah. there, but it's a different story for a different day. But yeah, so I mean, we're still talking about this top 100, and uh, let's go a little further down that list to the top 10 of the top 100. What'd you think? Whoa, boy, we got some controversy. We got some controversy, man. We got some controversy. Uh, So let me list it to y'all. If you guys have not seen the top 100 list, uh, let me throw it out to you guys. Uh, From number 10, we have Derrick Henry. Uh, Number nine, Stephon Gilmore. uh, I'm sorry, number eight, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Seven, uh, you know that boy, George Kittle, man. Uh, six, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, number five, Michael Thomas. Number four, that boy, Patrick Mahomes. Number three, um, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Number two, Russell, my man, Wilson. And number one, that bad boy, Lamar Jackson. Um, woo! Do I think there was some snubs getting into the top ten? Yes. Hands down. Hands down. Do I think there were some snubs? Yes, I do. Um, I think Julio should have been in the top that's just me personally. Um, I think Stefan Gilmore should have been maybe number 10. I think Derrick Henry should have been uh, outside of the top 10. Uh, that's just me personally. Um, that's what I think. I think, again, Drew Brees should have been maybe 11, you know, borderline getting into the top 10. Uh, but I think the hugest snub in there is, um, you know, I think the most disrespect that you can do is uh, talking to the, the, you know, the Super Bowl winning quarterback um MVP of his own of this year I'm not talking about Russell Wilson I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes uh for Patrick Mahomes to be in a position where he's at and for him to be able to uh, be at four that's a little disrespectful coming from his peers I mean don't get me wrong I think Lamar I think if it would have been one and two between them two I think it wouldn't have been as bad um I think with him having being all the way number four and you having Russell above him don't get me wrong Russell had one of the greatest seasons I feel as a – he's not even underrated, but the most underrated season that he's ever had and not getting as much respect as he should have. Um, and it's coming from, you know, a fan of the Niners. I think Russell should have been four, you know, and it should have been one and two between Lamar and Patrick. Uh, I think yeah. Lamar – no offense, but Lamar deserves number one um, based upon the season that he did have, you know, and again, this is his first, you know, full season. Uh, with being able to have being at starting quarterback same with um, you know again being pat being where he is man it's a again yes do I do I think it was a snub yes I think Patrick should have been at least number two and you know depending on who you're talking to he could have been number one as well Uh, but that's just my 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 feedback on it man what about yourself I I agree I you know but I do think that Mahomes you have to give it to him you got to give him the first spot this year you know, I mean, just after everything he did, the way, I mean, like, Lamar Jackson, that's my guy. And, you know, he is nearly unstoppable. But, I mean, when we look at Mahomes, he's dang near unstoppable in a different manner. So, let know? me – okay, okay, let me pose a question. Pose a question. Okay. So, do you think Pat is the way he is based upon the team that's surrounded by him? Having a – I mean, again, we can argue a spade a spade in this situation who has the better team or better offense. But mm-hmm. 
for me, I think Patrick has the better offense around him, more well, think, uh, more weapons than. I mean, when you have a, t- I, think I mean, a smart uh, a, a smart front office knows what to do with a guy like Mahomes. When they see a guy that's capable of doing making certain throws, you build a team around them that that you know that you can, and that's what they've done. They've drafted, you know, fast small receivers outside of Sammy Watkins, um, guys that can stretch the field on all sides. And, uh, you know, it'll, it, it gives Mahomes the option to, to really just put the ball out there a lot of times, you know. But, yeah, I think regardless of any team that he goes to, if you're a smart, you know, smart GM, that's how, you, that's how you're building it. And, you know, I think in the same way, same way with Lamar Jackson, you know, his skill set requires a certain type of team. You know, and uh, although he, he's going to naturally make any team better, but then you start building around him and giving him pieces, the proper O-line, you know, a solid running back, uh, get you a guy like Hollywood Brown to stretch the field. And then that forces the defense to play you super honest, you know. So, but I just think that Mahomes, with everything he did in the playoffs, you know, uh, and then obviously in the, in the Super Bowl, of course, um, you got to give him that number one spot, especially because he's been in the top top ranks for the last two, three years now of just like dynamic players. You know, Russell had a great season, and he's always had very consistent great seasons. But you know, impact play is impact play, man. Like you gotta, you, you gotta give him his credit. And gotta I think credit, credit do. Yeah, that's it. I'd go. I would have went. You know. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, then Russ. I mean, I don't – again, you can't say not Aaron, Aaron Donald in there, though. I'm well, sorry. Yeah. You, I mean, mean, Russ probably would have been fourth, and Aaron Donald probably would be three then. Yeah, because hands down that – yeah. that just mm. a savage. Yeah, you know what I mean? And we're not talking about Megan Stallion, you know. We just yeah, throwing that, <laughs> just saying that out there. Um, all right, so before we go to our hypothetics, because uh, you're starting it off today, um, okay. but – uh, last question to post to you, man. Uh, we have a lot of conferences getting ready to start their football season. You got the ACC. They added, um, you know, Notre Dame. Uh, you have the SEC um, that has said that they have made a just a conference, um, you know, games in which they will be playing. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you think their season? Do you think college football will truly be able to go forward and have a complete season? Or do you think they're just doing this based upon money or endorsements and stuff like that? I think it is based upon money. Uh, you know, these these leagues, they're trying to find the best way to keep things going because they know if they don't, that is a huge chunk of change that they're going to miss out on for the 2020 season. Um, you know, we know that colleges run basically off of sports. And big colleges, especially, run off of college football. And so they're scrambling. They're trying to find the best way to keep things intact so that they're not missing out on the dollars that they that they will um, if they don't play. The tricky part is um, I just – I just I'm not sure if it's going to be able to have a full, thorough season. And a part of me, as much as I love football, um, almost wants to say – cancel it, cancel it, and, uh, you know, let's revisit everything next year, 2021, 
and you know get back on track the regular way you know I, I, it's, but but in the same light I would love to watch football this fall you know I, I miss it <laughs> and I think a lot of people do um, so it's just gonna be it's gonna be a challenge especially if something happens I mean football like like we talked about in the last podcast that is the biggest those are the biggest rosters you know you're dealing with the most players making the most contact and especially so, college college right. you have over over 100 players on the team. college walk-ons exactly. and all that and you you got to think about justify to me how college football players are going to go out there play football hit each other tackle each other but then you're going to tell them oh they can't go out and party afterwards especially after go, rivalry game hang out come a on rivalry now. game right so you know all of that inter intermixing it, it could be it could be ugly you know plays might come back testing positive and and it's going to cause a whole you know whole mess but you know i, I hope it doesn't and I hope uh, I do hope it works out, and uh, you know but we'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, for me, I think it's just more of a business, man. More of a business. The only reason why they're playing is because of money. If money was not in their endorsements, um, you know, them needing to be able to have TV contracts and stuff like that, I don't think they would be doing this. Hands down, I, I just I, I don't think they would. Um, but do I think it, it's worth it? No, I do not. You don't know the the health of these individuals. You don't know what's gonna happen, man. They're sweating on each other. Um, you know, you're catching a ball. Imagine if the ball had it, what would you do? Everybody is touching it. Uh, yeah, and then you, you and then you have you have football rituals where you have Drew Brees always touching his his uh his his lips, you yeah, know, when he's back yeah. there. And again, I, I know I know we're talking about college football, but I'm just saying of of ritual football rituals of what you do, these are some things. Coach O being able to to eat uh, you know, grass, you know, the, 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 you know, the list goes on and things that, that go on. It's right. like, yo, what, are, are we worried more worried about the well being of our, our students or our, our student athletes, or are we more worried about winning a championship? And I think when people go into that household and they're talking to that um, kid trying to recruit them, they're talking about, they're more worried about their student. So if you're more worried about my student, why are you trying to put them in harm's way? Why not do like HBCU did and kind of, you know, again, be a school to step out and be like, you know what, we cancel our, our year this year. Why not? What, what is it going to do to you? Like at Alabama, what is it going to do to you guys? Truly. Right. Besides you having athletes that want to go to the draft, they can still go to the draft. They just don't have the film for it, but they had a film of last year. And if they can't, let them wait. But at least you know they'll be a completely healthy. Right. But as we wrap up, man, you know, we're going into our favorite part of our segment is going to be hypothetic time. Hypothetic time. Uh, so, V, lead us off with hypothetic time, man. What you got for us? All right. So, my question to you today is if, and we're going to take it back a little bit to our younger years, to our early 2000s, 99s and the 2000s. Uh, if Robert Ory uh, doesn't hit that game-winning shot against the Sacramento Kings, do the Sacramento Kings become the new dynasty of the West Coast? And instead of the what we know as the Lakers dynasty now, 
for me personally, I mean, I kind of, you know, alluded to this uh, in, the, in the, the second to last podcast, but I don't think that they go on to be a dynasty. But what do I do think that does happen? I think with them doing that, I think Bobby Jackson ends up becoming relevant, more relevant than he is getting credit for. Um, you know, I think Hidu Turkulu uh, goes down and can be able to get an international, um, how they do for international uh, Hall of Fames, like they did for Yao Ming and stuff like that. Uh, they do it on different um, type of um, requirements. I think he goes down in the Hall of Fame. I think Pedro Stoyakovich will go down in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think uh, at this time, we wouldn't be in a position where Chris Webber wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I think Chris mm-hmm. Webber would be on a, would be a first battle Hall of Fame because now he has a ring. Um, okay. I think who else do we go to on that team? Uh, Mike Bibby will get some more respect on his name. Uh, Jason Williams will have two, two rings, one that he got in uh, Sacramento and another one that he got with Miami. And I think truly that would be a a, a pinnacle. Uh, but I think the following year, the Lakers will definitely come back. Uh, I think they would now have to, to, to fight the elements of that game. Um, you know, Sacramento, as we know, um, if you've never been to a Sacramento basketball game back in the day with the cowbells and all that, they have one of the, the best, I would say, crowds that were out there. Uh, going crazy, going standing up the whole game and just going bananas. And this is coming from a Laker fan, and I hated when we had to play with L.A. But uh, it allowed the Lakers to maybe go get other key pieces to be able to help them build more of a, a dynasty for them later on. Uh, but I don't think they go on to be a dynasty. I think they go on, and it helps their Hall of Fame careers. Mm, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, there you go. I like, I like the way you broke that down. All right, all right. So, my question to you. In 05-06, we had something amazing happen in the NBA. Kobe Jellybean Bryant dropped 81 on the Toronto Raptors. If Kobe Bryant gets his team, because he got his team to a seventh seed, if Kobe Bryant got his team to a third, fourth, or fifth seed, and do you think he still loses out on the MVP that year? Mm. Dang, that's a good question. Uh, and who won it that year? Steve Nash? Yes, sir. Um. I think so. I think he does win it. Um, obviously, like you said, he has the 81 point performance, which stands above many. Um, I mean, we still don't even have footage of when Wilt did it, but you know, that's a different story <laughs> for a different day. <laughs> I gotta, you won't believe it till you see <laughs> yeah, it. Though. That's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think because the Lakers had such a like weird roller coaster of a season, and I mean, Kobe had to really turn it up and like carry the squad. Toward, especially toward down the down to uh, crunch time right before playoffs, um, you know, it just seemed like it wasn't as maybe um, dominant of a, 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 a MVP type of season. But you know, I still personally think he got snubbed from from getting it. And um, you know, you look at his numbers and and it, it tells you that he definitely deserve to, to do it to, uh, to win it um, and that's not taken away from Steve Nash um, he was also balling at the time but 
uh, I mean, you know, 81 points is 81 points. You're not doing that. You're not doing that. Most players aren't getting close to that and then helping lead their team to get one of those bottom two playoff spots. You know, it's not easy. So, I mean, and we see that. Uh, look at what Devin Booker did. Devin Booker put up some great numbers. Oh, whoopie right. whoop. But your team is trash. No yeah. offense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it sucks. You know, you're a great, great component. I think great component of the Phoenix Suns, you know, they should be building around you and you should be in a max contract. Uh, but if you're not going to surround the right pieces, yeah, you're drafting good pieces, you know, with, with eight and all that. But at the end of the day, a team like that shouldn't have got it. Uh, I think Steve Nash, he had a better all-around team. We're talking about a most valuable player. A most valuable player, yes, I think if Steve Nash wasn't on that team, they wouldn't be as good as they were because they were running a gun with Mike, t- Mike D'Antoni's offense. They're definitely running a gun. But if you, over, if you look at what, um, what, what Kobe had to deal with, this was a – the gears where you didn't know anybody on that squad. Right. You couldn't – I mean, I could, but the average person couldn't name who was on that squad, from Asasha Vujicic to all that. You know what I mean? Again, I can go all the way down. Brandon Cooks. I mean – I mean, Brandon Cook, I'm sorry, not Cooks. That's – yeah. But, um, like, where, like, where else, man? So, for me, yes, I, I think he got snubbed, and I think if he would have gotten higher in the rankings, if they would have went third, fourth – uh, or even fifth, man, I think that could have been able to show how much, again, because they would have been winning. Uh, but you have never seen anybody had that most of a dominant performance in regards to him as well, like that, having somebody that scored that many points, but team is still on the verge of being able to go to the playoffs besides Jordan. I agree. Uh, but as we wrap up, man, uh, V, you got anything to say? Any Anything left for the hey, viewers? Well, I just want to uh, let y'all know that uh, if you are an Android user, you may now listen to us on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. So if you got a green bubble, go ahead, download that green app, and you can listen to us on Spotify. That's right, my brother and me podcast. We're gonna be everywhere soon, even on the billboards. So Yay. keep looking uh, out, keep and supporting. As, as well, man, we want to uh, shout out the Black Ampersand as well. If you guys have not went yes, into sir. their um, their store, please make sure you guys go. Uh, and be able to get you guys some great apparel uh, that you can be able to sport, you know, for the left, leftover summer. We got, uh, they got some winter gear coming up, man. Uh, please make sure you guys subscribe to their, um, just their news feed and be able to go and support a black owned business, man. Um, right. Truly, truly, truly appreciate you guys, man, uh, for subscribing, uh, for sharing. We have seen more shares go out, man. I just continue to ask you guys, man, keep sharing. Because uh, it's allowing us to be able to get out there, man. Um, and we just want to be able to touch as many people as we can with our small platform that we, we have. Uh, if you have any requests that you want us to talk about, man, shoot it shoot it over to us. Um, and I will let you guys know this for the viewers that are listening. If you can be able to share this, write a comment on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, give us five stars, we will send you a small gift. And it will be depending on if you're a woman or if you're a man, we will be able to uh, divvy it up. But again, it's a small gift. I ain't talking about no Lamborghini being, no, I ain't talking about a hundred dollar <laughs> gift either. Uh, again, we all on, you know, on a budget right now, but again, we'll be sending you a gift uh, just for you to have. And again, just thanking you for your support. So if you are listening to this podcast and you listen to it to its entirety, mm-hmm. if you share this, and you're subscribed to this and you leave a comment with all five stars on each platform, we will send you over a small gift 
Uh, so again, if you have done that, DM me or V, and we will be able to let you know, uh, again, which, uh, what your address is so we can send that over to you. Uh, but yeah. as we wrap up, man, again, thank you guys for tuning in with us, man. We're going to have a great week. If nobody told y'all are going to be fantastic, man. Y'all are going to be fantastic. We love you guys, man. And uh, like we always like to end with, man, uh, love y'all. And we leave y'all with the yay! Yay!